0: Y'all ready for today? Come on church. Y'all ready for today? I'm really excited about today and I hope y'all are ready to grow. Okay. I hope you're ready to be pushed forward. I hope you're ready to be challenged. Matter of fact, I actually believe that's why you're here today. I believe that God actually has you here because there's a saying that we say here at this church. It says, as you go, as you go, So goes the church. Come on, leaders. Y'all know this. And so what we're really wanting to do here at Shoreline City is we're wanting to raise up a church full of Christ-like leaders who are going to make it on earth as it is in heaven. We want your life to be fruitful. We want your life to have impact. So let's turn to John chapter 15. Okay, you can get your Bible out. We're going to jump right into scriptures here. John chapter 15, verse 8. We'll also put it on the screen. John chapter 15, verse 8, it says, this is to my father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. Do you want your life to be lived for his glory and for his fame? Do you want your life to be poured out for not just for yourself and not just for your family, but for his glory and his fame? Then we need to live a life surrendered to him. A life that is actually turned over to him. There are so many different aspects when it comes to being an individual or Christ-like leader who lives their life in a, in a way that bears much fruit, okay? And one of the things that happens when it comes to bearing much fruit is that it just takes time. Like it just, it just takes time to bear fruit. And in today's age, right, we don't really like to hear that, okay, because I like most of my meals microwaved, okay? I like them when I like them, okay? Like, I just, I want them, okay? Uh, You you can, like, in the time that you can microwave a meal, you can also make a phone call, and you can also order another meal on favor, and it's already on the way, okay? I'm talking meals on meals instantaneously, okay? It just takes time, though, when it comes to be fruitful, So we're going to rewind the clock a little bit, okay, and we're going to go to the year 2000, small country farm town, okay, called Hillsborough, Illinois. This is where I grew up, okay, town of 3,000 people, and we're going to go senior night prom. We have a photo we can put on the screen here. You're Welcome. That's me on the left, okay, that's me on the left, and that's Tamika, okay, she was my senior prom date, and I will never forget this day, okay, I mean, I was ready, you know, you it's senior prom, so you start getting ready at like 9 a.m., okay, like you're just, you're ready, I had my shoes ready, I mean, I'm looking good in that tux, okay, I took the car to get it clean, okay, it was a white Explorer tan leather interior, I mean, I was just Dapper and fresh. I mean, I was ready to go. Senior night prom. Me and Tamika, we're gonna tear up the dance floor. Y'all better get ready. I mean, I had, re- I had my playlist ready. Okay. It was Montel Jordan. This is how we do it. Y'all remember? Okay. Yeah. Regulators. Mount up. Okay. I mean, I was ready, but I also, I grew up in the country. Okay. I grew up in the country. So I had a little bit of Garth Brooks. Okay. I got friends in low. Y'all know this song, okay? We can't go past that because we're at church right now, all right? I mean, I was ready. I pull up in this, this Ford Explorer. Might as well have been a G-Wagon, okay? I pull up. And it's springtime, okay? So it was hot. Okay, you can see in the picture I'm sweating, okay? And I get there. Tamika's not ready, Okay, I mean like I remember walking in the door, okay? And in the living room, I I think it was like her dad and grandpa. I just remember a, a whole bunch of older men and her brother Jamel, okay? And they're just they're just sitting there and Look, they just look at me, all right? And I'm like, Okay. So I I come in and I, I sit down and I see in the background just Tamika's mom one door to the next, just and it's like utter chaos happening in that whole back half of the house. Just extensions in hand running back and forth. Shoes in hand running back and forth. I mean, just back and forth. They're just, Tamika's getting ready, okay? <laughs> and I was excited. I was also nervous. And I, I don't know if it was a grandpa. I don't know if it was a dad. I don't know who it was, okay? I just looked back on this moment. I, somebody said, just looked at me and was like, good things take time. I learned my lesson, okay? Good things take time. I learned it when it comes to it came to getting married, okay? My wife and I, we hung out by the pool the other day, and she had to straighten her hair to go to the pool. I was like, babe, what are you doing? You're going to jump in the water, okay? And she was like, no, okay, I'm Brazilian. I, I got to go to the pool ready. She was straightening her hair. Good things take time. Come on, church family. Good things take time. I'm talking about us being fruitful. And not not everything happens instantaneous, and not everything happens quick. And it it can be a little bit frustrating, if I'm gonna be honest with you, because we want it when we want it, but good things take time. It just, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's just gonna take some time to be fruitful. It's gonna take some consistency to be fruitful, it's gonna take some grit to be fruitful. But I also just I want to give you permission today here at Shoreline City. I wanna give you permission that you do not have to be perfect. Like, there's the other side of the coin here. I know we want to be fruitful. I know we want, like, everything to happen when we want it to happen. But I also want to give you permission to not know all the answers. I also want to give you permission to not know what to do. I also want to give you permission to not know what it looks like to buy a home or buy your first car. I want to give you permission to not know what it looks like. Should I get my MBA? Should I not get my MBA? Should I start this business? I don't know what to do next, okay, because fruit takes time. And I just want to give you permission to not know all the answers. I want to give you permission in the darkest seasons of your life in the hospital room to not have words. And it's okay. Fruitfulness, it just takes time. It just takes just takes some grit. It just takes a little bit of fortitude. And it's okay to not have all the answers. Fruitfulness takes time, but also to be fruitful, you need to be planted. Come on, Shoreline City, you need to be planted. You need to be planted. You need to be planted. The title of today's message is planted because if there was one thing I wanted you to walk away with when it comes to being fruitful in your life, you need to know that you need to be planted. It's just, it's true. Okay, uh, Psalm chapter 92, we're going to put it on the screen. Psalm chapter 92. I think we're going to put it on the screen. If we don't, I'm going to read it from my iPad. Psalm chapter 92. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish. He's he's talking about the righteous. He's talking about you and me. He's talking about those who are found in Christ. Come on, Shoreline City. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish. I am... I was talking to my dad a couple weeks ago on the phone, and he was. um, I think my parents are starting to get old because uh, the reason I know this is because every time I call them, they have two topics of conversation: the weather and their health. Okay, so my dad and I I called him, and we were talking about the weather, and then he started telling me about his health. Okay, and uh, he uh, he was telling me about how his back was sore and he couldn't really walk, and I'm like, Dad, what did you do to get your back so sore? What 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 happened? What what happened? He goes, Well. You know how we have this lake on our property, and um, I planted a redwood. A red, do you, a redwood. Okay, we live in Illinois. Okay, redwoods grow in California. Okay, like we live in Illinois, redwoods are. in I'm like dad. Redwoods grow to be over three hundred feet tall, and I'm like dad. What would you ever need a redwood for? And he's like, he's like, well, he was like, the lake is eroding away uh, my property, son. So. I needed to plant some trees. So I planted a redwood. A re- it's going to be extremely awkward in a number of years, okay? all the- This one redwood is going to be 230 feet taller than every tree around it, okay? But my dad is just... He's in overkill mode, okay? He wants to make sure that his property does not, does not erode away, okay? And so what he has done is he has planted a couple other trees, but he's also planted this redwood. Why did he plant this redwood? It's because he's actually he has a purpose for this redwood. This redwood is planted for purpose. He's actually hoping that the roots are going to go down deep, but not only are they going to go down deep, that they're also going to connect with the other roots all around it. Why? Because he doesn't want his property to erode away. I'm just saying, Shoreline City, come on. I want to make sure that whenever we're planted, that we're making all of, us, all of those around us stronger and better. Because what my dad is hoping, what my dad is hoping is, and he's hoping because that redwood is there, and because it stays planted for a number of years, that it's actually going to hold up all the rest of the trees. That it's actually going to keep the soil from eroding. That every tree around this redwood is going to be better because the redwood is there, and it doesn't happen in 45 seconds. It happens with consistency and being planted. You know what sprouts up quick? Weeds. Nobody wants to eat a dandelion. Fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. How do you know if you're planted? How do you know if you're potted? Because you can't grow a redwood in a pot. What my dad's trying to do with this tree, you can't do with just a tree and a pot. You actually have to be planted and roots have to grow deep. Come on, this is, this is good for church, but this is also good for your marriage. Come on, this is also good for your business. Come on, you also need the same mentality when it comes to getting your education and starting anything off of the ground and staying faithful. You need the same mindset to stay planted. And how do you know? Are you, are you planted or are you planted? Are you potted? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to read off some different things here. Those who are planted serve to bless. In your marriage, serve to bless. Those who are potted serve to be seen or just serve for themselves. Those who are planted are driven by conviction. Those who are potted are driven by comfort. Those who are planted have a take the hill mentality. I love this. Those who are potted just want to take selfies. <laughs> instagram's getting us all y'all okay instagram planted those who are planted celebrate faithfulness not flakiness those who are planted are more about fruit not feelings come on i want us to make sure that we are a church and a community that is planted not planted to be uprooted but instead planted to be uplifting to every single one of us that we're around. Come on, I want us to make sure that we're a church that encourages. I want us to make sure that we're a church that loves. I want us to make sure that we're a church that serves. I want us to make sure that we are a church that's driven by conviction and who God has called us to be because he has called us to be fruitful. It's actually for his glory that we are fruitful. It's a fact. Seeds are meant to be covered and die. Sometimes being planted and being buried can actually feel like the exact same thing. It it can feel two very different things planted for purpose, but sometimes it can feel very different. It can feel, and we want, so many times we want um, the purpose and the destiny that God has in our life, we actually want it for now. Okay, like we want it like right now. Some of my story, okay? So you, you see me here today. Some of you have known me for a while. Some of you, this may have been your first time uh, to ever see me before. And I'm so glad that you're here. But what you don't know is that when I started coming to Shoreline City, I was just ready to serve anywhere and everywhere. Just whatever needed to be done. I, I had a college education. Okay, I had went to Bible school, I had helped church plants before, okay, like I had led youth groups, I had led worship, okay, my apologies to everybody that got to hear me sing, all right, I, but when I came to Shoreline City, I was just, whatever you need, whatever you need, whatever you need, what, what, what is, what do, I started playing the bass, okay, I'm not even really that good at the bass, okay, but we needed a bass player, so I faked it, okay, I just was up there faking it, okay. Went from music director, okay, then uh, we needed someone to serve on the tech team, and I was like, P.E., I'm your man. I got you, okay? Pastor Earl, I'll be on the tech team, okay? Five and a half years. I remember having a conversation with Pastor Earl. I would not respond like this now, okay? But I I was growing, okay? Fruitfulness takes time. And I remember Pastor Earl, we were sitting at a Starbucks, I don't remember which Starbucks, and he said to me, he was like, okay, like, hey, you're going you're gonna to lead the, the tech team. And I was like, yes, I'm, whatever you need. I do feel like um, there are different callings that are in my life and get different giftings. Um, so I'm I, 100%, I'll serve on the tech team. Whatever you need, I'm here for it. But I do feel like if this is where I stay, then you're going to be using me improperly. Oh, y- y'all look at me like that, okay? <laughs> but y- do you know what that feels? Y'all know what that feels like, right? You're like, you're ready to be the CEO and all you get is the internship, okay? Like, you're ready to jump in the MBA, but you're like, no, hold on a second. You got to go to year one of college first, okay? Like, you know what this is like. Am I wrong? Am I wrong here? I, I mean, I was wrong, okay? But that was how I responded. Five and a half years. Five and a half years I was in the tech booth. You know what the goal of someone who's in the tech booth? To n- you're not even supposed to know that they're there. Shout out to the tech booth. Come on, team. You only notice that they're there whenever something goes wrong. Okay, the words on the screen are wrong. You're like you're quick to whip your head back there. Come on, somebody. Uh huh. Uh huh. Gotcha. Five and a half years, just whatever needs to be done. Outreach, I'm there. I, I, there, was a, there was a time I remodeled a room, okay, at our Town North location in the middle of Texas summer. It was hot. I lost 20 pounds. I should probably go do that again, okay? But, like, I, I don't even know how to remodel a room, okay? I know how to swing a hammer, but that's about it. But I was doing it. Whatever needs to be done. Come on. Fruitfulness takes time. And sometimes it feels kind of like you're being buried. But I'm telling you, it's not. You're being planted. You're being planted. And purpose always isn't for right now. Like, there's a call and a destiny. Okay, but you can't just walk in as CEO. You don't just walk in as the brain surgeon. Thank God. Okay, like, you don't just walk in. Why? Because... There's actually a process to, you know, okay, there's, the, I want you to read this. You can read this on your own time. Uh, it's in the Old Testament, okay, First and Second Samuel. They're uh, really, really awesome books. There are two individuals that are king over Israel, okay? There's one, he was the, the, the latter, the second one, King David. Some of you may know of King David. King David was actually anointed to be king, okay? And then it was from his anointing to be king through a process of years until he was actually crowned, King. Why? Because David actually had to be made into the king he was supposed to be. There's another person that was also an, um, anointed king right before David. His name was Saul. Saul was chosen as king, and I don't know the exact timeline, but I know it was really short if not the same day, we'll say a couple weeks, just to give a little margin here, Saul was anointed to be king and then immediately made king. And it was actually that, that, um, that purpose, it was actually him being king that actually ended up destroying him. You know, uh, have, has anybody heard of the song mbap by Hanson? What about who let the dogs out? Yeah, yeah, okay, one hit wonders, one hit, like, boom. I mean, like, they're just, they sprout up like a weed, just like, they write a song, boom, everybody knows about it, but where are they now? I, I don't want that for you. We don't want that for you. This church family does not want that for you. Our pastors do not want that for you. The God, the Father in heaven does not want that for you. Instead, we want you to be like Bono, Jay-Z. Beyonce, yeah. okay. We want you to be someone that la- Diana Ross, okay? Like, we want you to go someone who lasts through the decades and to not get frustrated, okay? Don't get frustrated whenever you're feeling like, oh, no, no don't they know I can preach better than him? You probably can, okay? And I believe that God has that calling on you, but if you... But if you put your roots in and then you get frustrated because you don't feel like you're doing everything that you're called to do and then you uproot yourself, you're just starting the process all over again. And what we're wanting to make sure is we're wanting to make sure that your purpose and the calling and the destiny on your life doesn't take you out. How this looks, okay. How this looks. I'm gonna get all up in your business right now, okay? Okay, so if you're dating, just look straight ahead, okay? This is what happens sometimes, okay. Whenever people start dating, okay, whenever people start dating, okay, and you find the one and they're like the right one for you, and you're like, Yes, yes, the Lord knows you know. <laughs> you just you moonwalking everywhere, okay? Like you you finally met the one, and it's right. I mean, like, it feels right. Y'all pray together. You go to church together. You like the same movies. You both like ramen. I mean, like, it's... Okay. And because it feels right, you start putting the cart before the horse. Because you're planted... You have some people in your life that are saying, hey, this is what a dating relationship looks like. You go to our pre-marriage course, okay? They make you sign. I mean, we're hardcore here, okay? They make you sign the paper in the beginning that you're not going to have sex before marriage. Just look straight ahead, okay? Just look straight ahead. You're doing great. Why? Why Why do we do this? Okay. It's not because we're like trying to hold you from the person that you love the most. We're not trying to keep you from expressing the love and passion you have for this individual. I promise you, you have plenty of time to make that up. Okay. What we're trying to do is we're trying to make sure that you have a a great marriage. We want you to have a healthy marriage. We don't want you to have a fun Friday night. Okay. But it's the same when it comes to college. It's the same when it comes to having kids. It's the same whenever you're trying to raise teenagers. Okay, I promise you, they hear you. Just keep, just keep saying what you know to say. Just keep doing what you know to do. Come on, I promise you that all the seeds that you're planting, they will take root, and they will be fruitful. Do you know how to do you know how to to feed a seed? You know, you know how to feed a seed. You cover it in manure. Yeah, y'all didn't know I was going to go there. <laughs> you, you cover it in manure. You know, fertilizer. Why do you... Why do you do this? Because it it has some of the things that the seed needs to actually grow. And just whenever you go through seasons of difficulty and it hits the fan, I want you to realize that this is actually some of the things that you need to grow. This doesn't mean let me move. This doesn't mean let me get out of the relationship. This doesn't mean let me switch churches. This doesn't mean let me change my college. This doesn't mean let me change my job. This doesn't mean that you weren't made for it. This doesn't mean you weren't designed for it. It doesn't mean that it's not your purpose. It doesn't mean that that God's plan has changed for you it doesn't mean any of those things instead what it actually means is that God is putting you in a situation because he wants to grow you he wants have you ever sat across from the t- cross from the table from someone who's been through some things like you need their battle you need their testimony Like, you need their story, okay? You're going through divorce. You need to sit across from someone who's gone through it and be like, hey, you know what? God still has a plan and a hope and a future for you. You're battling cancer. You need to sit across from the table. This is why connect groups are so important. You're battling cancer. You need someone to say, hey, I've been through that, okay? And you're going to be just fine. You're struggling with infertility. You need you need to be surrounded by people that are going to say, hey, I've been through the exact same manure, And you're going to be just fine. Matter of fact, you're going to end up even better than you could have ever hoped or imagined. So there's hope for your marriage. There's hope for your children. There's hope for your calling. There's hope for your destiny and for your purpose. God uses these things to make us who we are. But this is the time, okay? This is the time when many of us quit, all right? Like, it gets tough, and we cop an attitude, and we're like, I'm not walking through that in my Louboutins." Do they not know the gifting I have? Hold on a second. I got to get, do they not know who I am? Do they not know what's on the inside of me? This is way more difficult than I thought. And I'm just saying, come on, stick in it. Stick in it. Stick in it. Because there's purpose and there's destiny. You get frustrated, and you'll pull yourself out. Why? Because you're looking for a quick meal. You'll feel like you're, un- un- uh, you're not seen. You feel like nobody notices you and you leave wherever you're at because you want to go get a quick meal, a quick fix, a quick, you're just trying to feed the emotions. Okay, you head to Chick-fil-A or you go to Ben and Jerry's. Okay, my wife loves to go to Sonic and McDonald's. Okay, like you head out just for a quick meal. But I don't want you, you can't live off a quick meal. I don't want you living off quick meals. What we're trying to do is we're trying to get you in a place where you can actually grow up and feed others. And you can't feed others when all you're doing is surviving on a quick meal. Fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. I, uh, my parents growing up, uh, we used to run a golf course, okay? So I know probably way too much information about grass, okay, and things like that, okay? And uh, thank you. And uh, one of the things about grass, okay, is that you like your grass to be what? Green. Yeah, you like it to be green, okay? A trick golf courses will spray paint their grass green, okay? We'll do it to make the grass look green. But you know what will make the grass look greener than anything else? A good storm. I mean like the more lightning the better. I mean the more rain the better. I mean just I mean just we're we're praying, okay? We're praying that it just storms. And we're praying that there's so much lightning. I mean, like nobody wants to go outside. Matter of fact, you actually have to close the golf course down because of the lightning, right? It's dangerous for others. Okay. But it's so good for the grass. Okay. Why is it so good for the grass? Because the, what, what happens whenever it comes to a storm and there's a whole bunch of lightning, it actually releases nitrogen into the air and all these nitrates go into the grass. Okay. And the grass and the nitrates are feeding the chlorophyll in the grass. And so the grass is greener than any spray paint could ever do after a storm. I mean, like, it's just, it is the prettiest a golf course will ever be. And I just want to remind you that God's storms are not to end you or to destroy you. Instead, actually, what you need to thrive is actually in the storm. This is how he designs it. So come on, parents, I want you to keep raising your children right. Come on, married couples, I want you to keep fighting for your marriage. Those who are starting a business, I want you to keep fighting for your business. I want you to keep seeing with the eyes of hope. I want you to stay planted and involved in a connect so there can be people surrounding you saying no hold on a second don't quit because of this come on you have way much more than this you know some people they just quit for petty things and i just want to say there is more in you than that there is more in you than you for you to just quit whenever it gets difficult because god has actually has what you need to thrive in the storm. And he's put it there on purpose to bring out the gold that is on the inside of you. But you need to be planted. You have to realize that being fruitful just takes some time. You have to realize that there's going to be some highs and lows. And it's okay. This is actually you in the potter's hand. And he's shaping you and he's molding you into being everything he has designed you to be. And it may not be for right now, may actually be for later, but don't jump out of his hand. Don't uproot yourself. What would it look like if we were a church? Whenever it gets difficult, we don't run. Instead, we get surrounded. What would it look like for married couples and for for those that are dating and for those that are single and those who are going through school and starting off their own company? Whenever it gets difficult, we don't isolate ourselves. But instead we get surrounded. Because what God has put in you, it's for others. Fruitfulness is for others. You just have to stay in the game long enough. You just have to stay in. Have you ever... Have you ever went to Kroger and bought an avocado that had been picked too soon? It's frustrating, okay? Everything on the outside looks right. But the inside is screaming, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Shoreline City, I don't want you to be picked too soon. Okay, I don't want you to, I don't want you to sprout up too quick. I want to make sure that it's to the Father's glory that we would bear much, much fruit. Come on, church family, if you could bow your heads and close your eyes. And if you're here today and you've never given your heart and your life to Jesus Christ, or maybe there was a time in your life whenever you did, he was number one, he was in the driver's seat of your life. But life and circumstances happen, storms have hit, and you found yourself running away from him instead of running to him. This is your moment. I'm going to ask you to do something very simple yet something very bold on the count of three for those who want to give their heart and their life to Jesus Christ for the very first time for those who want to rededicate their heart and life to Christ I'm going to ask you on the count of three to just shoot up your hand real quick one, two, three I see those hands, I see your hands to those who are wanting to surrender their heart and life to Jesus Christ for the very first time or rededicate their life church family let's all do this together let's put our hand over our heart And let's repeat this prayer after me. Say, dear Jesus, thank you for forgiving me all my sins. I admit I've made mistakes. And today, I give you my heart. I give you my life. Give me the power to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, lift up your heads and clap your hands. Come on, to those who have given their hearts and their lives to Jesus Christ.